Hello, and welcome to the Responsive Family Sleep Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Hawley, holistic sleep coach, lactation consultant, peaceful parenting educator, and mom. If you've ever felt overwhelmed by all the conflicting sleep info, frustrated with sleep information that just plain felt wrong, or searched desperately for a truly gentle and responsive sleep approach, then you are in the right place. In each episode, we'll be answering your most pressing baby and toddler sleep questions, busting those sleep myths, and helping you understand truly developmental, biologically normal baby and toddler sleep plus encouraging you to trust your intuition along the way. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. I'm so glad you're listening today. Today we are talking all about sleep regressions. Now I have actually been meaning to make some sort of piece of content um, around sleep regressions for a while now. Uh, It's been on my blog topic list for a while. Um, It's been on my podcast brainstorming list for a while, and it just hasn't managed to happen. But a couple weeks ago, um, a parent reached out to me over Instagram and was like, hey, have you considered doing an episode about sleep regressions? Because we're in the middle of a four-month sleep regression, and it's hard. And I was like, yes, absolutely. And so this is just a, a invitation. If there is an episode you'd love me to do, a topic you'd love me to bring a guest on to chat about, let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram. Uh, reach out through my website. I love to hear that kind of feedback. And so we have sleep progressions as our topic bumped up the list to be chatting about today. I feel like there's so much about sleep regressions out there, so many opinions, so much like, ooh, this is a helpful concept, ooh, this is an anxiety-producing concept. So let's kind of unpack it a bit, starting with the fact that I hate the term sleep regression. I'm titling this episode with sleep regression because that's generally what people are searching for, and that's what most people are familiar with, but I really don't like the term sleep regression. So let's start with why. So a regression is the loss of a previously acquired skill. So a true regression would be if your baby could crawl and all of a sudden um, wasn't able to crawl anymore, right? They, they had gained that, that motor milestone and then they lost it. And that's, that's serious, guys. That's like, we need to go figure out what is going on and why your child is regressing. Why are they losing a skill? And sleep isn't like that. Sleep is not a skill that we master and achieve. Um, it's not something that unfolds in a linear process, right? It has ups, it has downs. Um, it's not like if you can sleep for five hours once, you're going to sleep for five hours forever, right? Like if only, but that's not true for babies. It's not true for toddlers. It's not true for adults. Otherwise, we wouldn't have um, insomnia, right? Regression is a very accurate term for what's happening. The other problem with regression is it's very negative, right? Sleep regression, that's terrible. And I mean, these periods are pretty intense and they can be really rough and they can be really exhausting. But if we start calling them really negative things like a regression, that's already setting us up uh, from a, a mindset, from a framing kind of perception standpoint 
that this is really negative, right? Me against baby. Why is my baby doing this to me? They were such a good sleeper and, and now they're not. And oh my gosh, it's just, it doesn't help us out, right? The way that we think about something definitely impacts the way we experience it, the way we cope with it, the way we move through it, the way we understand what's happening with our baby or our toddler. And there are toddler sleep regressions. And so I think the, the words that we choose matter. The way that we frame it matter. Um, and so I don't like regression for that reason either. Now, I will say four-month sleep regression was like my crisis point. And I'm, still, I'm really using the word here, right? I, I, I don't like the term sleep regression. And yet I, I still use it because that's what we're used to hearing. So this four-month period was absolutely my personal sleep crisis in the first year with my oldest. And I don't remember if I've talked about this before in a previous episode, but anyway, we had a lot of stress going on in his first six months in particular. And, you know, he was a typical wakeful baby and, you know, we were coping okay. I went back to work at about three and a half months and suddenly all the things, right? All the things were happening. Um, He was bottle refusing. He wouldn't transfer and he was waking up so much. Like I very distinctly remember dragging myself down the stairs at some point around four months and just being like, how am I supposed to function? Like I've only been back to work a few weeks and yet I'm going to call out sick. Like I cannot like function. (laughs) You can't put me in charge of grantees and, and expect me to navigate the metro and get to work. And it just, it wasn't happening. I was so tired. And it, but I also didn't know like why, like what was going on, why was sleep so messy. And so, you know, that started my kind of journey with learning about sleep and also like thinking about those ups and downs and waves of development. But for me as a parent, it actually was helpful to learn about the concept of regressions. And this is where I say it's really helpful for some, it's really not helpful for others. But for me to know, hey, it's really common around this time for sleep to get really messy, that felt really helpful for me because it wasn't just my baby. It wasn't just me. It wasn't something we were doing wrong. And it was like a normal part of baby sleep that I just wasn't aware of because I had not prepared myself with what normal sleep was like. And so I actually found that that really reassuring. Like this is something it will pass and it's a normal. I also know that some people find regressions really anxiety producing and uh, really challenging and not helpful. So this is just one of those things where if it helps, great. If it doesn't, great. But we're going to get into it a bit more. You, know, you will also see a lot in the gentle sleep world, people calling them progressions, sleep progressions, brain progressions, leaps, things like that. And the reason you see this language a lot is because what is generally happening during these times is a lot of development. So when a baby has a rapid period of development, sleep tends to get messy, right? They're, they're just priorities are in other ways. The world feels different to them. They're consolidating a lot of memories and, and motor patterns and awareness or, or language, those things are all consolidating in their sleep, those those um, neural connections. The brain wiring, that's consolidating during their sleep. And so the brain's busy. It's got more important things than long, uh, you know, consolidated sleep without a lot of support from a parent. And so when we think about 
what's happening is it's development, right? Development derails sleep often. And to what extent that happens depends on your little one's temperament, depends on how intensely they feel that milestone, whatever it is, rolling, sitting up, crawling, cruising, walking, talking. Like these are all really, really common disruptors to sleep. And as your child is mastering them, you might see these, you know, periods of more disrupted sleep. And then there are things like separation anxiety, right? Um, the sleep cycle maturing, circadian rhythm maturing, like all these different factors that can really just make sleep messier, make it harder for them to calm down, make them need more co-regulation, need more support from you and wake more. And so, you know, we hear a lot about the four-month sleep regression. Um, We hear a lot about eight, nine months, eight to ten months. That's another really common messy time with sleep. We hear about sometimes people say, oh, there's a 12-month sleep regression or a 12-slash-13-month sleep regression. Or, you know, I anecdotally see a lot of folks struggling in the 14-, 15-month range. And then there's an 18-month you know, sleep progression and a 24 month one. And sometimes those two and a half year olds throw some crazy stuff in there with sleep. You know, there, there are a lot of these common periods. And yet every baby matures and hits milestones at different times. And so part of why there are so many and some of them are so like, you know, several months smushed together, eight, nine, 10 months, you know, somewhere in there, a lot of babies struggle with sleep. The reason is that babies develop at different rates. And sometimes we get several things stacked next to each other. So maybe your baby learns to crawl and then they learn to pull up and then they're starting to use some more vocalizations, like not maybe not speaking yet, but using more more kind of pre-talking. I don't know, not really a technical term, but and then maybe they get a wave of separation anxiety and they're teething and then maybe they get sick. And like that there could be a solid several months of really disrupted sleep. And that's hard, right? That's really hard. But that is reality. And certainly there are things that we can do within those times to help everyone cope better. But it's also really important to know that it is much harder to make big changes when your baby is in the midst of a huge developmental period. And waiting until they have settled down a bit with that development, uh, until they've mastered their new skills and they're feeling a bit more settled in themselves, it's going to be much easier to make some of those big changes. So when we think about how do you cope during a a sleep regression, during one of these really tricky developmental times with sleep, you cope by taking care of yourself. You cope by checking in with their sleep needs, um, activity needs, and connection needs. Like, are we setting ourselves up as well as possible? And then you say, what gets us the most sleep? And do that. And you prioritize sleep for yourself. It's not the time to be staying up really late, right? You, You take care of your own sleep and you figure out what works. And then you check in with yourself. You know, if we are getting a bunch of things back to back, is there a point at which you're like, I need to try to make a change? Or are we going to keep, you know, just going along with what things, how things are until we feel like things have settled down? There, There isn't a right or wrong answer here. It's really about knowing that generally 
littles are going to navigate a change better when they're not in the middle of a huge amount of developmental change. And if we can find those periods, it's going to go more smoothly. And if we can cope and support each other and check in with those foundational needs around sleep, because sometimes we do need to make adjustments, right? Sometimes we're in the midst of dropping a nap and that's part of the the disruption is that shifting of routines, right? Or we are needing less sleep or we're needing more activity and stimulation. So we need to check in with those things and see what we might address and also kind of hold off on the bigger changes when we can, right? When we can. And so again, right, every baby's going to feel these differently. Temperament's going to be a huge piece here. And um, how we cope with it is going to be a huge piece here because of how we are affected by their sleep, right? How easily are we able to go back to sleep? Are we are we bed sharing or co-sleeping and it's not too bad? Are we, are we in a separate room? Can we co-sleep for a part of the night? Do we have the ability to share those nighttime wakes and resettles between partners? All those things affect how we cope with with their sleep. So I hope this gives you some perspective on those sleep regressions, sleep progressions, developmental sleep disruptions, whatever you want to call them, um, and know that they are a normal part of sleep development. They happen no matter how you support sleep, and they come at different times based on how your little one is developing and, and moving through their different milestones. Thank you for joining me today. I hope this episode left you feeling more informed, confident, and encouraged on your sleep journey. And just a reminder before you go that nothing in this episode is individualized to your specific sleep situation, nor is it to be taken as medical advice. Take what resonates, ignore what doesn't, and check with your healthcare provider about any medical concerns. Take a moment to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss an episode. And take a moment to rate, review, or share an episode you love on social media. All of that helps parents just like you find me, this podcast, and this gentle and responsive sleep information. I'll see you next time.